Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and I've been discussing focus building with Eric Qualman in the last two episodes. For this episode, I plan to learn more about digital storytelling from Eric. He's been doing some great animation work in his studio, Equalman. Plus, I'm super excited to find out more about his animation stint with Disney. So, so tell us a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the, the digital storytelling, right? So you have... You have social media revolution, right? Which I think is, would you say that's what got you like on the map? Because I remember when that came out, everybody and their mother used that for this and used for that. I think that was like, that's got to be you were the crazy guy on stage and everybody's like, what is this guy talking about? Like, why is he not talking about search? And he's talking about the social stuff that is for these, you know, 14 year old kids. Why is he trying to pull us into this? And then you had the, the, the video, the social media revolution. I, do you think that's like what catapulted everything? I mean, I, you were doing other things, but I feel sure. like that was it just how many, how many views did that, that video get? Yeah, no question. I mean, it's got over 30 million views like across the board because people, the thing that we did was different at the time. Now it's commonplace is we gave it away for free mm. and people would get the, the publisher first would say, that's not going to sell any books. Why are you putting it out there? And I go, that's not the point. It's, is it providing value? And mm. it was, the point was a two minute video for those not familiar with it to show that social media was here. It was a revolution. It was going to change everything. And it was a two-minute video. It was put the Fat Boy Slim right here, right now. So some of you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that video when I say right here, right now. Great stuff. And we've done 10 iterations of that, but it definitely it went massively viral. And a lot of people didn't even know that I did it because, it, like, to the publisher's point, it's like, well, you don't have your name all over this thing. You don't have the book all over it. And I go, yeah, that's the point. And occasionally I'd show it at a conference and someone come up and goes, oh, I use that video you know, you stole my video. I go, no, 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 I made it. Like, I'm the guy that made it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. steal your video, actually. You actually stole mine. In fact, here's my attorney if you want to go yeah, ahead and talk to him. But then that's, that was the point is that they'd yeah. be nervous. And I go, hey, no, I want you to use it. To share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you guys. And obviously, the more people understand this revolution, the better. The social media revolution, as Eric said, is here to stay. Like it or not, you need to leverage the massive reach and influence of social media. And with a pandemic, people are more active on social media than ever before. This means for modern brands, social media marketing is not negotiable now. It is the best way to meet consumers where they already are. Plus, you can build tight-knit communities and provide value as well. But since literally everybody and their mother is on social media, it becomes a crowded place. To stand out from the crowd, you need to piggyback on social media influencers like me. If you partner with influencers, you can get access to their ready-made, engage audience. You can leverage their authentic audience relationships to promote your brand. On top of that, your authority and credibility will grow if you partner with the right influencers. Sounds awesome, right? It is. And the best part is the ROI. For my clients, we've been generating 3.5 times ROI from their influencer campaigns. Campaign ideation, execution, analytics, and amplification, we do that all for our clients. So if you need help managing your influencer marketing campaign, head over to ShaneBarker.com for a quote. With that out of the way, let's get back to talking with Eric. It's been crazy. It's been a wild ride. And we actually, that's how the animation studio formulated because companies that's started calling me, hey, yeah. can you do a video for us? And I'm not the smartest guy. So the first two times, I'm like, no, I just do them for myself. And then the third time, like, I'm like oh, yeah, yeah, we second. can do that for you. And <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we've actually done three different projects with Disney. So it's been a crazy wild ride, just that, that studio side of things. 
That, I'd tell you that video, I, if, if I had a dollar for every client or potential client that I sent that to, I was like, listen, you're missing the boat, buddy. Let me show you this video, you know? And it's like, and I don't know how many people I closed because of that. Cause it's like, they watch the video and they're just like, you know, you know, how do you listen to fat boy slim? Not listen to that and like, not want to go like do a backflip or run, you know, in a park for two hours. Like, I mean, that thing was like right here, right now. That was, uh, anyways, great. Great job with that, and that's awesome how it kind of, I was gonna ask you that if it transitioned into the animation studio, because it makes total sense, right? Like, it's like, do you do this? You're like, no, it's just for myself. Wait a second, why does everybody keep asking me this? Maybe there's something there. So that's awesome. So that's how that was, that was birthed. So, and you think that the secret sauce to that, like the success was because of the, the fact that you just gave it out. You said, Look, we're just gonna give it for free and everybody can use it. Don't worry about, you know, in fact, the more you share it, the better. There's a couple things. The, to your point, it's like, hey, share it. That was unheard of at the time. That's common practice now. Just kind of get out there and share it for free. Then the second thing was we did, I did a little research to see what songs actually worked well, what we're doing well. So mm -hmm. it's like right now today, there's like a 200 hours of content put up every second on YouTube, something crazy. Nice. And so it's like you're not creating necessarily something brand, brand new. So go figure out what works. So the song helped a ton. Uh, that was big. And then relationally, it was one of the first times someone took data and relationally made it make sense. Because if I say mm -hmm. social media has a billion views, there's no relation there. But if I say that's bigger than every country except for China and India, okay, now I got relational. So I think that that's what really helped it a lot is that people could grasp it at a quick level. Yeah. And I do think that's, it made it like, oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Right. Cause it's like, you hear it and you're like, okay, 1 billion. And then you're like, when you compared it to something that you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's huge. Like, you know, I think that's what it was is that it, you have something to compare it to when it's just by itself. It's no different when you're buying something when you're comparing two things and you're like, oh, okay, I like this because of this. And it's like, oh, that makes total sense. Now that you, you kind of put it in that. I think that was what was different about it is that it's not just informational, but it was like a lot of aha moments. Right yeah, and even today we call them wow stats. When we do a new yeah. video, if we have a new person on the team, I'll go, it has to be wow. I know that's not very directional for you to the yeah. team yeah, yeah. And I go, but it's literally, if you wow or you don't repeat that stat to someone tonight, that's not going in our video. Yeah. And then literally it takes a lot of training to get to that. Well, yeah, because- They'll, they'll bring you, the state to, I go, did you repeat that anyone tonight? No, it's not going in. Yeah. So how many of your employees do you think lie? And they're like, listen, honey, I know I got to tell you these stats just because I got, I mean, if not, you know, Herrick's going to be on my butt tomorrow. I just got to tell you a few stats just so we can get this thing approved. And his wife's like, why, do, why, do, why am I with this guy? Why do I, he always just gives me these random stats so that he can keep his job. Like, what's the big deal? No, I get you though. It, it's, it, I, you're saying the wow. I'm thinking aha moment of like that, like, oh, I didn't even, that's in, like, why, did you guys know? It's like where you have to talk about it, right? It kind of gives you that, that, that like, you know, like, wait a second, who knew that this was, that this actually was happening or this was something that was there. And what would be, I know once again, with all the companies you work with, what are some good companies? We talk about storytelling and we talk about that digital storytelling. Are there any companies that, that you look at and go, wait, they do an amazing job of digital storytelling. I mean, is there anybody that kind of stands out? I mean, I've got a few in my mind, but I wanted to hear kind of your opinion on a few. Yeah, I think it goes back to our ethos is huge. If you have your why, W-H-I, what's your mission? How do you differ from the competition? If you went away tomorrow, what's the loss to society? So companies that understand that through and through, and only about 11% do, that gives you a better chance to tell a compelling story because you can always go back to your core values. How are you providing that value? Um, but if you look at it like Zappos, does a really good job because one of the things that's, Tony Shaden, we interviewed him for the book Digital Leader, 
is he's a radical thinker, meaning that he goes, wait, if everything's going to social nomics, meaning word of mouth on digital steroids, that's all social nomics means is word of mouth on digital steroids, is that if everything's going to social nomics, why do I have $40 million in marketing? Why don't I take that $40 million and put it in customer service? Because that's where yeah. the word of mouth is. Yeah. And that enables some functional activity, operational activity to occur, meaning now, person at Zappos and customer service, some customer calls up, they're upset, their KPI, their key performance indicators, not get off the phone within three minutes. That's how every other company functions. Get off the phone as quickly as possible. It's cost us money. His, since you take $40 million, put it over in customer service. Hey, stay on as long as you want. Have a conversation with that person. Figure out what the issue is. And if they have a problem with the shoe or with us, if it's less than a hundred bucks, make it go away. So that's all that moving that kind of mindset. It was revolutionary at the time. But when you do that, then the storytelling, the beautiful thing is people like me start telling the story for the company. For sure. And that's that word of mouth on digital steroids. So the best digital storytelling companies are those that have their customers tell the story for yeah. them. So Making them the advocates. I had heard too at Tony's company or at Zappos that they, there was like they would get bonused out on if they would keep people on calls longer not like necessarily like you know just blanket conversation but like it was a thing of like hey you did it for four hours congratulations like that was kind of a that was a metrics for them of like how long can you because you have to assume if you're on for four hours you're not pissed for four hours like at the point you're talking about sports or something where the person's like this is awesome hey i'll send you the free pairs you've not a problem at all we'll take care of shipping and then by the end of it you're like god I'm, i have a friend now this is awesome which once again that that metrics was always like you know just try to make a happy they're still going to be pissed just move on to the next one you know and i think that changes the culture of the company because now your thing is like well hey i i you really want me to do good you really want me to make these people happy and that's a lot different i have a lot of companies that i'll talk to and i'm like you guys are missing the boat with customer service because your thing is you're saying this is not possible and i'm telling you i know it is possible you're just telling me it's not possible because i know how this works and so you have to look at that overall thing and, and how can you change your mindset but most companies don't think that i think that's why zappos was you know, brought in with Amazon and Amazon said, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing everything fine. Like, just keep it going. You know, uh, I think that's why they got, got so much attention in regards to that. No, you're spot on. And then if you look at it, it's if you look at Tom's shoes, I mean, it's really getting back to what's that underlying value. And that helps tell the story both internally. And then it's easier for someone to take that digitally and tell the story for you on all these platforms. And so their shoes, if you did a blind test, they're probably index very low in terms of quality and in terms of but there's a story that's why people get it they yeah. get it because they're like hey one of these pairs of shoes goes to someone in need down in south america and so if i buy a pair of these i know i'm putting shoes on someone that needs them down in south america and so the company can get behind that and a good litmus test is when you're talking to someone on a plane you ask them you know what do you do for a living and then they say well let me tell you why i do it first and then you'll know what i do and so if they get to that why first, and again, not the Simon Sinek per se why, but just that WHI, what's the Michigan company? How do we differ from the competition? And the I is huge in this day and age, especially for yeah. younger people. If we went away tomorrow, what's the loss to society? And I have some executives telling me, well, then our competition would just come in and take that market share. I would say, well, then you haven't really built 
anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same thing we talk about. I, I love that, the why, the, the acronym. The thing is, is that's what I talk about with companies. It's like, hey, you're, if you were, can you leave for a week? Can you leave for two weeks? And you're saying like, when you're, if you're gone, like what would happen, which I love that. And people are like, well, God, my company wouldn't, you know, if I was gone for a week or two, it'd go crazy. Like they wouldn't be able to get a hold of me. And I'm like, well, you don't have a company then, right? Because you're the head. What happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? Well, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah. right, if it does, like, like then say, what happens? The lottery. We say win the lottery. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a little more uplifting, right? Like, what happens if you get smashed, if you get, you know, smashed by a bus? You're like, God, that's kind of morbid. If you won the lottery and I was to leave. So, that, I think that makes a little more sense. So, cool, man. Hey, I got a quick question with, with the, the, um, the Equal Men Studios. What, what do you guys got? I mean, obviously, you got the book. Hey, that's out. You just did your, your Audible. So, I'm going to be one of the first people to buy it. Um, tell me a little bit. What other projects you guys got going on now that you've been, now that you're super ultra focused and like you can't, like you're just like a guru at this point, um, like a shaman or something. What do you like? What, what's your next steps with the, uh, the studio? Yeah, no, good question. And I view myself more as a Sherpa that I'm kind of helping you avoid pitfalls because I've already been down that path and I'm helping you carry your bag a little bit. So it's just, hey, this is what I learned and hopefully it helps you. This is what I say, street science and then the institutional research. So it's like science with street science, the combination of the two are in the book. And my hope is you take away a couple things you can use, not only five seconds from now, but five years from now. But in terms of us as an organization with the studio side, obviously everything going virtual, uh, that side's picking up. And so we just did some cool work with Disney just to help all their cast members. Um, but yeah, we do some 3D, 4D animation, really storytelling, you know, normally two to three minute videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it because a company will come to us small and also large. Hey, here's our challenge opportunity. Great. Say no more. We're going to handle it A to Z. The less I know, actually, the better. Yeah. Um, and so then we take it and then we had, our team takes it. And it's great. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you get a new a new set of lenses on it, right? Where it's like, hey, I don't need to know all your other stuff. Let me just take a look at it and tell you what I see, which is beneficial, right? Because when you're in the middle of, you know, Disney or whoever that may be is in the middle of it, it's you're very jaded, right? You're in the middle of it, you've been punched a few times, you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. And you have somebody else to say, Let me let me put another set of eyeballs on this thing, kind of tell you what we see. Yeah. So and cool. Disney's amazing. I love those guys. They're so great. I'm yeah. a big Disney yeah. fan growing up. My kids go there, so it's just been a I pitch myself every day. The first time I got that call, I go, what? Uh, us? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll Let's take it. it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We, I used to do these promotional items and we did a, a thing with Disney. And I remember I, I kind of have that same thing. Like anything that Disney related is kind of like, as a kid, you just grew up with it, you know? So you kind of like giggle a little bit. You're like, oh, this is awesome. So that's awesome. Yeah. You got a chance to work with them. So I'm going to hit you with some, some of these are going to be the hard questions. We already know about the book. Everybody's going to go get it. I'm going to take a look at it once I get on Audible so I can get my beer from a brewery that's five hours away. Um, Hopefully Founders or Bell's, you know, Michigan beer. Don't get I Bell's. Would, hey, be a little strong for that drive, but maybe a I session. Do, yeah. They have a good, IPA. they have a great IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, it's funny. I had founders, the first time I'd found, I was in Chicago. This is a, this is a funny story. I'm going to tell you this story real quick. I'm in Chicago. I was coming from uh, Boston and I was supposed to be going to Sacramento, you know, I was California and there was snow, all kinds of stuff. It got pushed out, got pushed out. Well, I got dropped off in Chicago and I was going to Sacramento in California. I have shorts on and a short sleeve shirt and they lost my luggage. So I, it was snowing in Chicago. So I come out and I'm like, man, trying to find a hotel and doing this. And I'm in shorts and everybody's looking at me like this, this kid should be medicated. Like, why is he, you know, why does he not have a park on or something? I end up coming to the, got a hotel, walked in the front door and the guy that was at the front door goes, Hey, what's going on? What the hell are you wearing? Like he's, he's thinking, I'm like, he goes, where are you from California? And I was like, 
yeah, 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 I am, in, I am from California and I lost my luggage. He said, man, come on in here. So I went in the hotel and I went to a bar that was like a block away because I was in shorts for God's sakes. And I was like, hey, what's a good beer that you, you know that I wouldn't know about? They're like Founders. This was a few years ago. And I've, I've been a fan ever since. They've got a great, yeah, they're daytime. They have some other ones that are like just awesome. I'm a big IPA fan. But um, anyways, Founders, yeah, absolutely. All day and Bells is, is awesome. So if you could travel and I understand you've traveled to 55 countries. So, you know, there's only like two left for you. But what, if you could travel anywhere in the world for free, obviously, you know, without COVID, where would you go? Like, where was the place that you're like, oh my God, Shane, I, this was the country that blew me away. I had a great time, brought my family. Like, where's that spot? Yeah, no, I've never spoken in Tokyo. So I'd die to go mm. there because I haven't been there. In terms of places that I've been, uh, everyone talks about Paris for a reason, right? It's cliche, but I would love just to, for the next book to spend three months just getting my little coffee you know, sit there out at an outdoor Eat cafe and write a little bit. Fellow Austinite, Tim Ferriss did that. So I'm always jealous that, that he was able to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, I've been so blessed to travel to 55 countries. They've all got a special place in the heart. It's like choosing your favorite kid. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll tell one that's kind of, I think people will be surprised at how great Vietnam is. So I always say, you got to go yeah. there and check that out. Uh, that's great. People are great. Food's great. And so I've tried to give them something that maybe they're like, wow, okay, that makes sense. I'll go check that yeah. out. But yeah, I've been they, really lucky to go to a lot of places. They have a booming apparel as well. I mean, they, a lot of the stuff's been, a lot of stuff that used to be oh, in yeah. India or huge. wherever. A, yeah, huge apparel stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually been to Vietnam. It's, the food, I mean, how I got you not? $5 Nike shorts there because basically I think someone lifted it from the factory that works there. <laughs> You're like, yes, I remember Well, I'm not going to talk about software and stuff that I've gotten on trips because that's a, that was when software was a big thing. But I remember one time I went to a certain country and I was like, like, yeah, you want Adobe? I was like, yeah, like, here's five bucks. I'm like, what is going on? This is probably 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> of course, I didn't buy it because that would be illegal. Yeah. But if I was to buy it, the opportunity was there. So, all right. So give me this. What, what about superpowers, man? I want to hear like I always ask this question of like what would be if you could have a superpower what would your superpower be? And, and you can't tell me focus because you've already got focus. You've already wrote a book about that. So you're, you're good there. What's your other superpower you'd be looking at? I love at? it. No, first of all, because of my name, Eric Qualman, first initial, last name, Equal Man. And this is the first book we've actually went aggressive, stepped into discomfort. So it doesn't say Eric Qualman on the book. It says Equal Man. Yeah. And I hated being called Equal Man for 15 years. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. But I've done a ton of research around superheroes. That's why I wear the crazy green glasses because the whole Equal Man deal. So selfishly it'd be flying just because I fly a ton when it's a normal world and I can't imagine just going, yeah, I'm going to go speak at this event. And I'm going to go fly there right now, whatever. Yeah. So easy. Selfishly, I would love that. But my thing, if you ever read the movie, the books, Twilight, like Twilight, there's the guy that has the power that walks in the room, and makes everyone else feel better. And yeah. That's what I talk about is that I love that emotional intelligence just to that superpower level. Do you walk in and then everyone just feels better? And the beautiful thing about that superpower is you can make a reality because right now, all of us, when we walk in, if our focus is right, as we talk about in the book, is that you're going to either give energy or take energy from that room. And it's mm. your choice. It's like when we wake up in the morning, you look at your two feet. Is it going to be a great day or an amazing day? You know, yeah. and, and keep, it, keep in mind, this is COVID. This is pandemic. I wake up sometimes and go, I'm at a one out of 10. I don't want to move. Like, I don't want to face the day. I know what's on the calendar. I can't believe I have all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then I just have that perspective and pause and go, man, I'm so lucky to be able to do what I do. So many people have it so much worse just to be alive. And so that's why I look at your feet and just go, what a great day. Is it going to be an incredible day or a super amazing day? And, and so it's, 
it's not pushing off reality throughout the course of the day. I get to that one or that two. It's making sure you don't stay at that one or two. Because yeah. people always ask me, you're always motivated. You're always excited. I go, that's not true because I go to that one and two throughout the day. But the short answer is I would love the superpower selfishly be to fly. But, yeah. but the one I would pick would be just if I walked into a room or I got on stage, it's just instantly we make everyone else feel better. A part of that I'd pick that because you can do it. And like our podcast, yeah. podcast, that's what we're trying to do. Unlock and unleash the superpower that's in all of us. That's awesome. I love that because it is, I mean, but that is part of the reasons I think why you do speak or why I speak is because it is nice to educate people and people to feel really good about what they just saw. You can motivate them. There's, there's that capability once you get to that point. And I think that's awesome of just making people feel like, Hey, things are better, you know, and it, everything's perspective when it comes to life, right? It's like, you can either wake up and I get it. Cause we all have days you're like, man, I, I can't, this is going to be hard. I, I just, just, but you got to keep going and you got to figure out how to make it better. Right. Especially during these times of COVID and you know, a lot of things, political and all this this other stuff. It's like, how do you, once again, focus on what you're, what you should be focusing on, right? And really be laser target with that. All right. So my last question for you, this is, this is a big one. I'm glad you're sitting down because this is a lot of people, this is just a lot of people fumble through this one. So if you could have dinner with three people dead or live, who would it be? Who would it be? Who would you have at that dinner table? Yeah. I think most of these might be dead, but I'm going Amelia Earhart. I want to know what happened. Yeah, for sure. Questions. And Jesus, I'm Christian, so yeah. obviously get it from the source. Why not? And then I'm going to go Dale Carnegie just because a lot of what we write, what he wrote is still relevant today. So I want to know, hey, How? stuff you wrote about, you could use it during this pandemic, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it was what, like in the 30s that he wrote? It was yeah, like, 30s, uh, yeah. it was absolutely insane, like how relevant it is today when everything has changed, but yet yeah. what he wrote is still relevant. It's absolutely insane. I try to read that book once a year. Cause, and then every time I read it, I go, God, it's so applicable just to everything. Yeah. Um, obviously well, it's probably be good. Yeah. Lincoln would be fun. I'd be like, Hey man, yeah. don't go to the theater. Just, I'm telling you, it's like back to the future. Don't do it. Just, yeah, you know, like just, just my girls are obsessed with the play right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen it already? Just on Netflix. But yeah, I've listened uh. to it every day since then. <laughs> You're like on purpose. Well, Whether kind I'm of. Just, or not. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it happens. It happens. Eric, thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. Man, you guys, once again, we already talked about the Focus Project. You guys go check that out. And Eric, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, whether it be, you know, events or anything like that, how can they get in contact with you? Equal Man across the board. So equalman.com and then Equal Man on all social outlets. It sounds, if you can't spell it, we probably don't need to chat. No, I'm just kidding. It's just <laughs> Equal Man. That's awesome. I did see a funny, it was, I was looking at your quotes that you have in your book. I thought one of them that I love, one was the, hey, perfection is the enemy of great. I thought that was awesome. And the other one is if somebody borrows $100 and they just skip out on you, it's probably, it was probably a good thing. Like I was like, oh, that's a good way to think of it. Like, hey, like my aunt that I just borrowed 100 bucks and she left. I'm like, oh, that's like, maybe it's probably better that she's not in my life. That didn't happen with my aunt. Aunt, I love yeah. you if you're listening to this. But awesome, man. <laughs> Eric, you're a gentleman and a scholar, buddy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And we'll be, uh, we'll be in touch here soon. No, I appreciate it, Shane. I really appreciate it. And great seeing you and hearing you here. So really love it. Absolutely, brother. We'll talk here soon. I'd have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. I'm sure you picked up a few hacks from Eric to nail your digital storytelling and beat your competition. I'll be back next week with another interesting guest on the show. Stay tuned to Shane Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe.